My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to a cast member from The Winchesters, which is a prequel to the long-running series of Supernatural. When John returns home from fighting in Vietnam, a mysterious encounter sparks a mission to trace his father's past. In his journey, he crosses paths with 19-year-old demon hunter Mary, who is also searching for answers after the disappearance of her own father. Together, the two join forces with some friends to uncover the hidden truths about both of their families. So to talk about its premiere season, here's Jojo Fleites. I want to kind of just start off right away with, obviously, I understand like the nerves in the beginning. You've been interviewed about all of this kind of stuff, you know, stepping into the role, the supernatural overlay, like all of those things. But now that there's been all of these episodes that have kind of aired, how did you create the essence of Carlos? Because Carlos is so beautiful and (laughs) the outfits are fantastic, which I know like there's wardrobe and stuff, but the outfits are amazing. The attitude is everything and then your character is also repping you know open sexuality and sexual orientation and I love it I love it so much because we don't see it and I didn't see it when I was watching shows when I was younger so you know this is so important so how did the essence of him get developed through you when it came to creating Carlos you know Carlos has definitely been on a journey and it's been a really great collaboration with our writer Robbie Thompson and he's been such a wonderful support and collaborator when it comes to all of this he just from the get-go one of the biggest things he asked me right before we even got into talking about Carlos the character he sat me down and he was just like all right before we talk about Carlos I want to get to know you like I want to get to know who you are I want to know how we can marry Carlos and Jojo together to create a person that you know people can relate to people can see themselves in and I was so for that from the very beginning it was a really really great process getting to create his character and to collaborate with so many wonderful people around me so many creative people you know that work with Supernatural and that have been working on the show for many, many years and creating now the Winchesters. I guess personally, when it came to me, I just, you know, I tried to bring as much of myself to the role as possible. And I think that's what you really see on top of, you know, other things that, you know, the character has was informed and already written into. I took some of those things as well. Yeah, it was just overall just a happy marriage of myself and this character on paper and what kind of came to be. I think that's how the essence just kind of came around. I hope that makes sense. It does. And that's beautiful because it's a mix between the two of you which yeah what could which be better you should do which is what I think you should do to put your stamp on any role that you do is just bring yourself to it uh while still honoring a lot of the traits and things that were written into the character beforehand it's marrying just marrying the two yeah so when they came to you and I don't know if this was a discussion prior but I hate that this is like a conversation that we have to have but it's a conversation we have to have because you would think we'd be so past this but with sexual orientation Carlos is so open and free and I love it and love like the relationships and right now I'm so shipping <laughs> like from the last episode I'm like yes call him don't push yourself away from him be together like <laughs> so I'm so shipping it but you know unfortunately it's a conversation because we're some for some reason not through to I don't know why so you're pushing this forward this is big I mean there's an age range of you know younger people watching the show that have never seen a character on television that has explored their sexuality whereas you know I'm 36 so I've seen like you know a couple of show you know characters and I and I see more it's progressing it's changing yeah. not yeah. enough 
but it's changing. So for Mm -hmm. you, why was that so important to make sure that Carlos had that fluidity and that that it was clear and that it wasn't a thing? I hate that when it's like a thing. Mm -hmm. It's just part of his life. Yes, absolutely. Well, the thing that I always just kind of take away from all of this is because growing up, I always saw, if anything, if there was ever a character on television that was exploring his, her, their sexuality, it was always like such a taboo thing and it was always such a not normal thing and a tragic thing to be seeing and feeling and going through. So I love that a character like Carlos is just so openly like without judgment of of himself, without judgment from anyone else around him. He's just free to just be who he is and explore who he is. And it makes a lot of sense, you know, being that he's in a group in a sense, like people say like, oh, like Carlos wouldn't have existed around this time. Carlos is not like there was nobody like Carlos in the 70s. And I'm like, they were everywhere. It's just that they were kind of kept in the shadows or they were known as the freaks or they were known as just like the people that hid in corners had the sad lives and all that stuff like but no like people like Carlos have always been around and yes there's a certain element that's true in the fact that he is in this group of outcasts so his place in there it like he celebrates himself because he knows that everybody else around him is not I guess quote unquote what society would deem as normal people you know what I mean so it's a safe space for him and I really love that he finds that safety within his community while still acknowledging that maybe the outside world didn't take to him or didn't understand him so well but yeah I thought it was important nowadays because of how we're progressing and how we're moving forward I thought it was so important to put a person like Carlos out there to even on a whole other side as well put a character like Lata out there put a character like A out there the representation and the putting that at the forefront for our show is so huge and has been such a great thing for fans to watch and the amount of messages that I receive from people just being like thank you for existing like you know you saved me you this for me you that for me and I just love that I could be what I didn't have growing up for someone else growing up now I'm just so incredibly grateful and that's why I very proudly carry the banner of this is me this is who I am I carry it proudly on television so that other can see themselves and carry the banner moving forward and it keeps becoming a an ongoing effect until it's normalized and it's a real thing because you know we deserve more we deserve more we deserve to be seen we deserve to take up the space that we deserve and that's a thing that I love to say to my friends family fans I don't know (laughs) I love to say take up space own your space own who you are because you deserve a seat at the table just as much as anyone else does no matter what your sexual orientation is no matter what you believe no matter what like everyone deserves a seat at the table and deserves to have their themselves represented yeah and it's so beautiful because you know for the younger generation in particular they're in like such a revolutionary time right and then people my age I didn't see it for a long time and then when you saw it like to me it was just never an issue and I agree Mm -hmm. with you what I hated was when it was a thing it was like your storyline or like used to push a character or this is dramatic so Mm -hmm. I love Carlos because he exists and that's and, and just like straight people exist and just like yes. you know trans people exist like it, it just like it sounds like common sense but we just for some reason don't allow that in storytelling and yeah. so Carlos is just a gem just like a beautiful thing and I love you so much too because I know a lot of it a lot of you's there so like I know a lot of it comes from you but I just I just love it yeah and you know Carlos has a beating heart like anyone else does and deserves to have his time well and he yeah is taking up the space let me tell you Carlos is definitely taking up the space so talking of taking up the space obviously we have to get to the outfits but before I talk about the outfits mm. we have to discuss 
Carlos's one-liners because I love them. <laughs> They're like my favorite. So what is that like for you? You get these scripts and you're reading through. You freaking have the best lines ever. Like you have the best lines. So how much fun is that for you? And then do you like work on how you're going to deliver it? Because you deliver it with like sass and like that and just like all like, I just, I love and what happens and I don't know if you experienced this or not, but what happens is I feel like by the way that you are portraying Carlos not only do I fall in love with Carlos but then you fall in love with Jojo because you're like there's hey he's coming through and like I just want to be his best friend like I just love like you know, I just want to like do anything to like be in their presence you know so for you just what is it like when you get a script like that and do you work on that or do you see a line and go ooh I could jazz this or I could say yeah. this yeah I mean honestly I just find that whenever I deliver any sort of like joke as Carlos or one liner as Carlos I just kind of like find the easiest and best thing to do is just say it like it's fact. Because sometimes when you're literally telling, like when I'm or I'm getting like mad at John or I'm mad at Lot or I'm annoyed at things and stuff like that, I literally just say it as if it's fact. Because sometimes I realize that when you just play up the joke and you're trying to get stick it, it just doesn't work as well. But when you just throw it away and you just say it and it makes people go like, wait, what? Hold up, hold up. Whoa, wait, wait a second. That's what I think Carlos is. I feel like he's the one that will just say the comment and then people go, yeah, wait, what? Like, you know, and, and all that stuff. So that's kind of like how I like to play is just throw it away it's fact whatever all right moving on not to mention that my tone as Jojo is a lot higher and a lot more expressive and open and I find that <laughs> Carlos is just very monotone about everything and just very like direct uh which I love so yeah that's always what I do I try not to mess with it too much before doing it I just like to like give it when we're doing various takes like get a couple of good ones in and also go off of what my director says my director will be like okay it's not working or oh yeah that's perfect we got it moving on and I'm like okay great I I trust you. I trust everything going on here. Moving on. That's just kind of how it is. But thank you. I, I love some of Carlos's one-liners. He's a hoot and a, a sassy little thing, but um, I love him for it. I love, I think everyone, everyone in the group plays a great role in helping each other in some way or teaching each other something. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm very, very grateful that each person just contributes to the group so well, like in the core four and with Millie and with Ada. It's really great. It's a heavy show. So let's talk about some of the fun stuff first. So <laughs> yeah. first of all, I have to mention right off the bat, because I, I want to go to the wardrobe obviously but the hair first mm. of all what the hell are you doing to your hair because it's so much nicer <laughs> than mine i'm so jealous oh and, and i have to bring up the iconic hair twirl episode because that became like icon legendary <laughs> forever whether there's season two or <laughs> whatever legendary moment let's discuss the hair so how do you make it look so good first of all and then oh how fun was it using it as like a weapon um in an episode that ended up becoming one of the most Icons <laughs> of the whole season. My gosh. Well, thank you. That's very, very sweet. Yeah. When it comes to the hair, I got to thank, I got to put a lot of props to the hair and makeup team for our show. I came to them with no hair care routine. I came to them with no knowledge of what to do. I literally would use like those two in one shampoo and conditioner things and just wash my hair with that, put it into a ponytail and just like leave it like that. Like that's how I would often like use it. And then I would let it out when it's dry and stuff. And it kind of took on this weird texture and it didn't know what it wanted to be because my hair is naturally as you know just like curls like it's just it's it's a naturally curly mop of hair and I didn't know that before the show because then they were like have you ever like not tied your hair back after like a shower or something and like had these kinks and then I was like no and then finally they were like okay like wash your hair tomorrow and then just like come back and don't don't do anything to it just let it be what it is and I came back and they dried it they put some like products in it because then they started introducing me to all these like curly hair care products because they started to notice like no babe your hair is like actually very very curly and you should embrace that more and you should own that 
And so I was like, okay, well, shit, cool. And then I started embracing that a lot more. And yeah, they've given me, I think I have like, I don't know how many steps in my hair care process now because I'm very grateful for what I learned. But I think I use a, a total of like, I want to say like maybe four different products for my hair right now. I think I use, I use a lot of the Mark Anthony lotion, hair lotion, as well as um, hair foaming styling cream. I use, those were like the biggest things on set. And also just like spritzes of water to like nourish the curls and such. And then there's also some other curly hair products that I use that I can't remember off the top of my head at this very moment. But like, that's, that's one thing. So if anybody wants to take anything from this interview, Mark Anthony hair care routine, take that. And then moving on when it came to the Holy Water hair commercial. So that was honestly, one day I was talking to Robbie Thompson when he was visiting our set in the earlier episodes. And I just thought, oh, like we were talking about like natural weapons and, and stuff like that on how to kill a demon. And I had already had mine set, which was in my brain. It was the Holy Water hair commercial, or it wasn't necessarily even Holy Water hair commercial at the time. It was just like, oh, I had this idea of like Carlos using their hair as a weapon, like using his hair as, as you know, his like way of attacking a monster or something like that. And I just began to think like, what is a way though that he could use? Like, you know, there has to be something in there. So then I just thought like, oh, easy, like Holy Water, just like spray, like, you know, Holy Water up in there and then just whip it around and it goes all over these demons or vampires or whatever you want uh, that's affected by Holy Water and it takes them out. And I just thought how epic that would be. But purely as a joke to like Robbie and everything like that. And I just thought like, oh, that's just a funny idea. Like moving forward. Cut to a couple of weeks later, I get a script and I open the script up and I'm reading and I'm like, oh, Carlos douses hair in holy water, whips around and strikes demon one. I'm like, oh my God, like that's wild. So that was so cool. Like that, I was just like, well, that just, that came from my brain and Robbie literally just put it there. And I just thought that's so cool. To which the producers were like, oh, I don't know. Is that really going to come out all that good? Like we're, we're not too sure that might be a little too much but like can you even do that and I was just basically like watch me give me a second and I went to the I went with the stunt team and I was like we need to make this right because a lot of times when you know where you're working on a set like you learn especially for fights and stuff you'll learn it like on the day or you'll learn it right there before you film it and I just knew for this it needed time so I said I need to schedule some time with the stunt team and we did that and we rehearsed it we worked it and by the time we got to set we did it all and we were able to film it in like an hour I think it was like roughly an hour and it was great and everybody was just so pumped about it and watched it was you know one of the first like real big fights that Carlos got to do so yeah so I was very very grateful for that I won their their hearts and I won them with that whole holy water hair fight by the end but yeah it's a it's a cool thing oh my gosh I loved it and like right after it happened like you know as journalists we get to see some of the episodes early right so yeah. I can't like see Twitter reactions yet you know so I saw <laughs> it and after I saw it I went oh man I was like when this airs and then when it aired <laughs> literally I go to Twitter it was like everyone was like loved it so much and literally it's one of the most iconic I mean I am old so I was around when Supernatural started and I've been covered I covered it for the full time and so I've never seen anything like that and so I, when I saw it I just went damn I was like that was a good idea and then it just literally is legendary like everybody talks about it. it's the most iconic thing so I just love that spark from you and that Robbie was open and I know he's so open to ideas and I just love that he put that in there okay so I have to start using some products I'll use the straight ones because my hair straight yes I, I get my hair looking as good as yours yours is oh my god <laughs> promise you you will be in good hands with those products okay i will do those yeah so that iconic scene and then that leads into obviously just a couple of like quick i feel like cleanup stuff that you probably have spoken about but wardrobe mm -hmm. you have the best wardrobe now i was talking to drake and we were laughing because drake was like well you know for john i have to kind of dress like a little plain and then like we're adding some plaid in there and then he was i said like what was the worst thing and he said the bell bottoms and like we were kind of oh like <laughs> 
<laughs> we were right. about outfits and we were just saying how like your outfits are like a hundred like on steroids like I mean like, they're perfect and beautiful and make sense they're not like outrageous it just all makes sense so how much fun is it to put on those outfits and then I want to ask you the same question as Drake what was like one of the most difficult and like what's your most favorite that you've worn for the season I'm very grateful that with our costume designer Carrie that I was able to really be collaborative with her on that and she always was like if you don't love it or if you're not feeling it we throw it out we we, we don't well we don't throw it out we, we keep the clothes but we just it's not in your closet or in your character closet anymore so every time we had a fitting it was always like let's try things together let's try things on taking photos of things that we knew we liked and that we were we felt confident in and that felt very much like the character and just kind of going with that so very grateful that I had a supportive costume designer working with me and wanting me to feel good in everything that I was wearing and that made me feel most like the character so but it was definitely a thing I I knew with Carlos that a lot of stuff would be you know the biggest word that they kept on saying to me they were like you know we want Carlos to be sexy and I'm just like oh god okay sexy and that's something that I typically sometimes just don't see myself as so I knew that coming into this I was like okay I'm gonna have to channel something else I'm gonna have to like channel a, a certain element of myself that I'm not used to challenging but let me tell you playing Carlos and and kind of getting into his skin and wearing the clothes that I've been wearing has definitely helped build my confidence because it's just uh, you have to walk in such a way with Carlos that you it's like there's no like lack of confidence there only in certain areas of life which makes sense you know with love life and all that stuff but when it comes to just him walking down the street wearing what he's wearing and just like being like getting eyes and everything like that he lives in that he loves that so much but um getting to play with some of that wardrobe and getting to embody that really helped me build my own confidence in my own life helped Jojo build their confidence but something else that I also love is that some of those things that you see me wear are also part of my own closet which is wonderful for instance like the jeans that I wear as Carlos are actually jeans that I own in my own life and they saw me in them when I came in for a fitting and they were just like those are we're getting those for for Carlos they're perfect and so we ended up getting those and they were like bell-bottom jeans that I love to wear and they got like a bunch of different colors and and sizes and stuff like that for that for those uh types of jeans and it was perfect so like getting little pieces of myself thrown in with some of the other 70s attire that's more Carlos inspired it's like you said it's like a beautiful marriage and so it's really, really great. If I had to choose one of the most difficult ones to wear, I think I'm going to have to go back to episode two when I wore the hippie attire. I had the the robe with the white shirt and the golden buckle and the white pants and the boots just because we're in the woods and we're running and we're doing all these things. And I don't know, for some reason, Carlos is just incapable of getting dirty uh, because the amount of times that I had to change my white pants because there was too much dirt on them and obviously, we are in beautiful television land. Everyone looks beautiful all the time and no one's dirty. No one that's no one has any speck of dirt after being in the woods all day. So constantly changing my pants and changing my shirt and stuff because it was covered in dirt and all that stuff. That was a bit of a challenge at times. I was just like, Jesus, all right, new pants, <laughs> new pants, all different sizes, some smaller, some bigger. I was just like, all right, we're going to make it work. But yeah, that was probably one of the hardest. One of my favorite. I think there's something I love so much about and it's very simple. It's genuinely very, very simple. But I loved the simplicity of my look in episode nine, where I did the holy water hair fight. I was just wearing this beautiful silk purple shirt, long sleeve tied with a nice big collar and my high-waisted dark blue jeans and my black boots. And it felt there was something, and, it, and one simple, I think, love necklace with a scarf around my neck. And there was just something so simple and nicely fitting about that outfit. I loved, I think it was probably like one of the episodes that I looked at that I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. It looks so good. Like, oh, come on, come on, come on. So I was just feeling that 
energy a lot and I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Oh my God. I need you in my life like every day. <laughs> because you're so like you're just amazing I couldn't even pick an outfit and what really was annoying was when you guys did the Vietnam episode and you well related when you went to the hospital and you had yeah. a full sailor kind of it still looks good they still look good in it oh what the heck? like so I mean oh. you could do no wrong I mean everything looks good on you it's just unbelievable well, well thank you so much I appreciate it it's you know even in a navy uniform which I never thought I'd ever have to wear in my life uh, or put on in my life but it's the first time for everything and I'm grateful that people liked it. So I want to ask really quickly about Carlos's arc. So mm -hmm. you know, we started off kind of meeting everybody and it's like the Scooby gang and like everyone's doing things together. Now some of these characters have something to build off of right? There's shows that they could look up to and see where they go. Carlos mm -hmm. does not right? Jojo does not have that ability. So you have an arc that was given to you via scripts. Was there any conversations between Robbie Jensen to try to figure out I'm not in Supernatural so where does that leave me in the future because you know some of the characters do appear obviously in the future yeah there definitely has been a lot of discussion about where Carlos ends up going in life and I wish honestly it was something that I could because there has been you know because they're always with with our team they're always preparing for like future seasons they're preparing for what's next they want our show to run for a good amount of time so there is an idea moving forward as to what would happen uh, with Carlos and I really let's just say I like the idea a lot I think it's very beautiful it's very honest I unfortunately cannot say what it would be but there has been talks and I think there has been a, an official stamp on where we think Carlos will end up by the time it works into the timeline of what happens to John and Mary basically we, we know what their fate is so we know what ends up happening we will know if you know with fingers crossed for more seasons we will find out what happens to Carlos and I do know what it is or at least as of now with what the idea is and what the plan is I'm really liking it and I think it works very well for him and then obviously straight up answer and I did it to Drake too season two what's going on so when are we going to find out because we all want to know I think now to give you a little pressure because Drake had to take the hard question first he said mm -hmm. no probably by May the hope is hopefully sooner and then you know if streaming services have to come into play that could be an option but hopefully that's not the case and that you guys will just you know keep on going so is that kind of the same thing that you were hearing? Yeah, pretty much the exact same thing. I, we're really all in the same boat when it comes to knowledge of what's going to move forward and what's going to happen. Same exact answer as Drake. You know, we're just waiting. We're, we're hoping for an answer sooner than later, of course. We'd love to know what's going on. We're feeling optimistic, but, uh, you know, we just got to we gotta wait and see. I know, I want it so bad. I'm keep my fingers uh, We all want it so bad. Just keep manifesting. We all want it very bad. I love manifesting. I want to talk about a little bit about the finale. What can you tease? about the finale and I'm telling everybody they can listen to everybody's because Drake I don't know if he's gonna get trouble or not we weren't sure and like we kind of were laughing and but he said his stuff so for you what would you kind of tease in the finale well I can just say expect a lot of unanswered questions to be fully answered a lot of clarity coming this episode a lot of fighting <laughs> and a lot of John and Mary a lot of Carlos a lot of of Lata, a lot of Millie Winchester, a lot of Demetria McKinney as Ada Monroe, and that's what you will be getting this <laughs> finale. <laughs> 
Everyone is going to be stabbing this screen right now. Be like, <laughs> I hate you. Well, by the time it comes out, everything will be revealed. They'll know. Yeah, they'll know. It's fine. They'll but, know. But yes, lots of exciting yeah. stuff, though. And I definitely think everyone that's watching right now, actually, now that you've seen the episode, see, you can thank me. You can thank <laughs> me for giving for not giving it all away beforehand, because I'm sure you all loved it and were psyched to see it. Yeah, and, you, and we don't want to ruin. So, I mean, you know. Exactly, nice exactly. Teasing, nice teasing about it. What is it like working with Jensen? Because I've, you know, known Jensen and Jared for a very long period of time and they're so sweet and so nice. And I know Supernatural was like, obviously their life, right? It's 15 plus years, 300, you know, over 300 episodes. This is this kind of little baby spinoff, you know, show. I know he's on set a lot. So, and I always joke, I I make fun of him all the time because he'll be behind the camera with the headphones and then the headphones drop right down and he runs out and like, we'll give comments and stuff. But for you, what is it like, you know, getting comments from him working with him the collaborative process you know what have you learned from him I mean I just feel like he's so full of information and I feel like I learn something every time I talk to him but as an actor I'm not an actor so as an actor what is that like when he comes out and kind of talks to you well Jensen we always like to call him kind of like the dad or like the cool uncle of the set we kind of like alternate that title but he is always looking out for us he's been looking out for us from the very beginning I was one of the last uh, few people from the show that he met because everyone else was based in LA and I was not so I met him literally on my first day of filming like met him at least in person on my first day of filming and I was of course a bundle of nerves I was terrified and I was just like that's Jensen Ackles um you know because I didn't know him yet I hadn't gotten really to know him everything has been through zoom sessions or meetings and stuff like that it's like you can only get to know somebody so much when it's about business and also when like everyone's on a schedule and we're getting ready to film this thing so I really got to know him that day and the biggest thing he told me before filming was just to have fun. These moments for an actor are very rare and you need to cherish it and savor the experience as much as you can. You have to like really just like like sit in it and, and live in it because you know you never know what's going to happen moving forward you know. So staying present and having fun was some of the biggest helps he gave me in terms of advice. I was very very grateful for him throughout the journey. He was always a text away, a phone call away. He was always available no matter what especially when it came towards you know now with conventions happening. I had a lot of questions about that so he made sure while he was on set to set schedule out some time to like get on the phone with me and just to give me anything and everything I needed every bit of conversation every bit of questions that I needed answering he was just so good with that and so he's been he's been nothing but lovely and generous and open arms at all times and that energy that he possessed you know in his show on Supernatural and with all that cast on Supernatural because of his guidance and because of his influence it's all really also transferred onto the Winchesters that same level of morale that level of love to everyone going around the joking around the fun times the everything it just all is like one big beautiful like family dynamic it's fantastic so very very grateful for him and grateful for his influence and for his time it's pretty amazing and you can see it you know you could see it between all of the cast members all of you guys together and then you could see it like with you know what he brought on and how similar the set like the two you know kind of cast are and it's just such a beautiful thing and I don't know if a lot of younger people that are starting on a show that might be a spinoff get somebody from the original you know to kind of come in and help out it's just like so cool to see and it's so amazing to see you and everybody else do their thing and do it so well and it's just working and fans love it but I'm gonna hop over to Twitter because like I said fans will have me you know fans of your they will have me <laughs> if I don't read off some things hey let's do it. Think you would ever ever join Twitter by the way I'm just curious oh gosh I That's don't know curious, curious. <laughs> 
by the Twitter, way, Instagram uh, is fabulous. By the way, Instagram is great. Instagram feels like a lovely balance of you're, of you're fabulous so, on there. Well, thank you. I really love posting to Instagram. Instagram is like more my niche. Twitter feels a little intimidating. I would need to maybe think about it for a little bit longer. I think yeah, Meg has one. Drake has one. Bianca has one. I don't know if if uh, Dimitri has one, but yeah, me and Nita were like, oh, we're scared. We don't know. <laughs> So there's a lot of love on here for all of you, but okay. So I'm going to scroll through really quickly. All right. So Eva Willard, which is at Willard underscore Eva said, what is your favorite moment that you filmed? Oh, I kind of answered that this past weekend. There was something very, very special about filming it, especially and because of our relationship and our dynamic. In episode 11, there's a final scene between Carlos and Lata after, you know, she has revealed a very big truth to Carlos and he kind of, you know, comforts her in this very uncomfortable moment where she has to reveal this truth and she's trying to figure out how to tell John and Mary but he says something to her that I think is so beautiful and so I think all encompassing of who Carlos is and his care for everyone around him and for himself I love that he holds her hand and he just says if you need time to tell your story take it because it's your story to tell it's nobody else's but yours and that was just a very special moment for Nita and I and me getting to tell her that because we have just such a very close bond and we both you know it, it carried a whole other meaning you know below it all there was a whole other meaning of just like we are here telling our stories like that's insane you know so that was kind of the subtext of that moment between the two of us and there was a kind of a comfort thing for sure but yeah that was one of my favorite scenes to do one of my favorite episodes also in general was 11 amy and i'm just gonna give her a shout out because we asked this already but at amy is dean ws forever i wanted to know the hair products so we did get those for you amy so yeah. answered that yeah. also shout out to lady kira who wanted to know your favorite item of wardrobe so we actually answered that one okay so rona at o'keefe rona said hoping it's only a break between seasons what are you doing during the hiatus there's definitely some things potentially in the work right now there are a lot of irons in the fire about like potential things that have come my way and i'm kind of like sussing out what the next move is but maybe maybe some other things in the works when it comes to you know films theater all kinds of things kind of coming around and um and tv and and all that stuff so just a lot of things in the works nothing final though but as soon as I know for sure whatever I'm going to be doing next I'm going to be sharing and posting on social media also hopes for I like to create my own work and I like to create my own content and my own videos and such so I'm hoping for uh, more time with that as well but also you can see me at conventions I will be uh, going to a few more conventions this year there I know that there's more for the remainder of the year but they haven't announced officially if uh, any of us from Winchester's will be coming to any more but the next two ones that will be at are New Orleans and Jersey so you can find us there so hashtag actors life basically uh, <laughs> going on with nothing going on it's like one of those things where you have to wait for something i get yeah. totally, totally understand oh this is a great question so idra and i'm so sorry if i said your name wrong fan account which is her handles at i'm dean's bitch i love it all right so hi jojo you're so good as a singer would you like yeah. to make some moves as a singer she also wrote she or he that in spanish that, that you're incredible and much love coming from spain please come here España, que bueno. how beautiful yeah and well and i think also people really enjoyed Carlos singing which is you you know just anything related to music and singing <laughs> yeah I mean I always come from a musical background I'm trained in musical theater all my life definitely some things in the works for that and definitely always going to be open to venturing into that realm I think when it comes to a music career though like a music like writing music and all that I have not been given the gift of writing music I hope so moving forward in time I think I need to live a little bit more to like be able to write and feel like I have something to say or have more to say I'm having a lot to say when it comes to my acting and when it comes to you know myself in that world uh, 
Um, but when it comes to music, I just think I need a little more time. I hope so. I would love to write music. If I had that skill and that ability, I would love to, but I, I think I need to think I need to age a little bit more to find my voice and what it wants to say fully right now. Yeah, like get to my age. <laughs> we're, working my our age. Way. we're working we're working our way up there and just trying to figure just trying to figure some things out. But definitely music will always be a part of me. I'll always be doing covers of songs. I'll always be trying to do any theater that I can um and such as well. My goal is definitely like I want to do Broadway. I want to do some musical movies. Well that's one of my dreams for sure. Okay. So Tinkerbell Winchester, which is at Demon Chloe, which got it in because I said last call for questions. So she said she, I almost missed it. So she's so happy that she got it in. So I, I'm sure she'll enjoy this. She said, your presence on screen is incredible. You put a lot of nuance in your performance from badass to showing strong emotions. As an actor, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I think her question's good. As an actor, do you try to find a logical way to act out the scene or do you let your character Carlos quotes, speak to or for you? Wow. That's a good question. Beautiful. That's a great question. I always like to think of my characters, especially when I'm coming at them on screen or anything like that, or or just in general, like I always like to think of it rather than just fully becoming the character. I like to think that I'm like walking arm in arm with my character. Like I am helping deliver Carlos's message. So I like to think that Carlos in a way is like channeling through me, is an energy that moves through Jojo and kind of takes bits and pieces of where Jojo is going. And JoJo's kind of delivering Carlos that way. Does that even make any sense? That sounds like yeah. wild. Like, no, it makes complete, and uh, to me, it, it makes sounds, sense. I feel like JoJo is a channel for Carlos to come through. Oh my God, it's like I'm summoning a spirit. It's crazy. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is that. You're kind right. of summoning an energy and you're su summoning a, a person to come through you. It's kind of, it works for Supernatural to describe it this way. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah, it's just like, I am delivering Carlos's message. And, you know, I just think, you know, with also, it's more like the things that help me get more into Carlos and channel him more sometimes is just the look and the clothes because like my hair is a lot more like all over the place versus like nicely parted for Carlos and like wild and free plus I you know the wardrobe that I have and the shoes that I wear that's if anything what makes me really walk into Carlos more just because I don't fully dress the way he does all the time you know or anything but that's very much part of it as well so channeling that and letting him come through but also working him into my body based on the clothes that I'm wearing and based on his outfits and what where he's at and also it allowing the other relationships around me like Mary, John and Lata and Millie and Ada like allowing those relationships to influence also how Carlos feels about people and situations and things because he's always with someone usually or part of the group or with the group I hope that answer made sense yeah For a supernatural person it makes sense okay great I'm <laughs> everyone so glad will get it. Yeah. everyone will get it yeah. I love it <laughs> yeah so yep. my last question is obviously I get to talk to the Jojo which I'm so excited but not everyone gets to meet you so for the fans that just love you like I said my Twitter I mean it went insane on Instagram I posted it went insane so is there anything that you want to say to them that don't get to speak to you yeah well one I just want to give the biggest 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 thank you like the fans are the reason that I do everything that I do on the show and and I am the person that I am I do it for them I do it to inspire to connect it's my biggest goal I'm here on this earth to serve those that I love and I am also here to be a connecting source I want people to connect to me so for the fans that find that with me I am so incredibly happy and honored to be that for you and also just uh, remember to like I say continue to take up space own who you are own your existence no matter how you identify or how you look or anything or what your background is own who you are and you will find the right people that will 
know how to love you and support you and change lives. So keep doing what you're doing and know that I love you and I see you. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to JoJo talk about playing Carlos, what it was like wearing all of those outfits, and of course, giving us some little hints as to what we could expect in the finale. Make sure you don't miss it. The Winchesters airs on 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays on The CW. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts. And head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.